Welcome back to New Rockstars. WandaVision left the MCU with more people casting spells than wearing high-tech suits of armor. Like an AV club party being overtaken by LARPers. My kind of party. <laughs> but we all know LARPers, they inevitably turn on each other. So are we looking at a war of witchcraft in the MCU? Well, I'm Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. With me today is an amazing panel, starting with a returning guest, host and producer at Kinda Funny Vids, Blessing Adioye. Hey, Blessing. Hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, glad to have you back. I think I wasn't here the last time you were on Rogue Theory, so I'm glad we get to do this now. We got Matt Acevedo. Welcome back. What's up, everybody? Good to be back, man. Yeah, good to have you. And New Rockstar's own off-screen producer, Brandon Bra uh, Brandon Barrick. I almost said Brarick. I'm sorry. I know who you are. <laughs> you know who I am. I'm happy to be back on screen for one more round of Rogue Theory. And then you're done. You're done. And then you're I'm hanging done. up Maybe. the jersey after this. Maybe it's time to retire. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, yeah, you just do one season, you're out. I get it. All right, it's the finale of WandaVision this past weekend, and a lot happened in it. But among the many details were when Agatha said uh, that the Scarlet Witch has the powers that now surpass the Sorcerer Supreme. In a way, it felt like she was laying down the gauntlet for Doctor Strange. If he was eavesdropping on this call to be like, whoa, whoa, what? Hold on, what? Excuse me? Uh, and now Agatha's still alive, and the MCU just has more and more sorcerers witches and wizards uh we have wanda and we have agatha added to a roster of dr strange and mordo and wong whoever else survived that in-game final battle i believe the ceo of fortnite was one of those wizards doing a cameo so he's a wizard in the mcu and of course jimmy woo with his masterful sleight of hand and that magic smile of his that guy's a wizard in other ways and witches and wizards are being debated by the falcon winter soldier even in the latest teaser if you caught that uh and we also know that Mr. Dell in Spider-Man Far From Home was terrified of witches. So magic <laughs> is everywhere. And uh, so my question for all of us to kind of go rogue on and try to figure out together, are we looking at a sorcerer battle coming perhaps in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? What do we think the uh, allegiances, the rivalries, what are what's the battle line going to be in the world of wizards in the MCU? Oh, man. Uh, I think, honestly, on a grand scale, I, for a while, I was thinking like the next Thanos is going to be like Kang or something, but I think the next like big bad of the next phase is going to be, you know, some demon or something like that. Like, yeah. like, uh, like Mephisto. You know, I don't think we're going to get Mephisto <laughs> yeah. next movie. I don't think no. we're going to okay. get that, but I think okay. like, especially with the next, I, I honestly don't, but I think in the next, like even in Spider-Man and stuff like that, we're going to be dealing with some weird stuff. Uh, I think mm. it's going to be building towards Mephisto. I don't think we're going to get him in Multiverse of Madness, but, uh, I think the alliances that we could see in Multiverse of Madness is I think Wanda is messing with some magic that she, she doesn't really understand. Uh, and I kind of think that that's going to lead to, I, I I forgot the name of, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I always said like Chathan or Ch Ch No one knows how to pronounce that name, my I've friend. I've never known. I've <laughs> never known. pronounced. Yeah. But he is, you know, he is a demon that is, that is, is uh, in the comics has been known to like, to use Wanda as a, as a way to like kind of puppeteer her, let like let her get stronger, let her to use like that magic. So I think she's gonna get a little bit manipulated. So she might be on her own side in this next movie with Doctor Strange trying to intervene. But then Mordo's gonna be the third force, which will cause you know Doctor Strange will in turn help Wanda. Uh, they'll figure that shit out and then you know fight Mordo. I think Mordo's gonna be the big bad in the next movie he's definitely gonna be a threat i mean that guy when he said too many sorcerers you know it was like forever ago it's one of those post-credit scenes where it's like oh right that exists adam warlock is still coming but yeah. like with with mordo coming back with chill chill for 
I believe is confirmed for Multiverse of Madness, that means that like whatever his character's trajectory was is going to be important to this plot. And that guy hates other sorcerers. He, he he's does. like, the club's too big. He hates sorcerers yeah. who are good at basketball. That's why he took out my boy Pangborn. Yeah, Pangborn. Um, Pangborn. Pangborn had had great style on the court. It, that wasn't magic. That was just natural talent. Can't argue with that. Man, they did Pangborn so dirty, man. So dirty. I hate to see it. Hate to see it. Mordo is a is a fun one to bring up because I almost forgot that Mordo was a thing because we haven't mm-hmm. seen him since mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. It all it almost reminds me of the tease that we got back in the Incredible Hulk where we got that uh that tease for the villain that would would have came through in the next movie and we just never saw them again. Yeah, I kind of. I, I think there's like the smallest chance that could happen with Immortal, but at the same time, I think by the time we got to Doctor Strange, Marvel had kind of figured all that stuff out. Uh, and so I wouldn't be surprised uh, if in the next movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we got a just a, a range of different allegiances in terms of uh, Doctor Strange maybe helping out Wanda with her magic. It, it very much seems like she's on the path to figuring out what the Scarlet Witch means for her uh, and how to actually control her magic and, 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 and use it in ways that she wants to as opposed to creating a hex out of nowhere. Uh, and so I think we'll see some of that. I think we'll see some of... I, I wonder where on the spectrum we're going to see Mordo and maybe Agatha land because both of them are obviously leading towards the the more evil side of things. But I wonder if we see Agatha being more in the middle because when you see Agatha in, in, in uh, WandaVision, right, like she's introduced as this evil-ish witch that is kind of being handed this terrible hand because she's being betrayed by her people and all this different stuff i wonder if she ends up coming back around uh and and having that realization that hey with great power comes great responsibility and and (laughs) she's working to stop the scarlet witch from actually destroying the world you know as opposed to her just being against wanda for the sake of being against being against wanda but who knows i could also see a future where maybe her and uh mortal end up joining forces and they're like hey we're gonna use magic in order to stuff up and in in, in order to uh bring our own chaos to the world i think there's a lot of opportunity for that yeah blessing you bring up a good point about uh this idea of protecting people from going too far with magic it seems like the Mm. game that wizards have played over the centuries was like don't let any one of us go too far and that was the fear with uh, dr strange reading the book of cagliostro and tapping into the dark dimension what kaecilius was doing that was the fear that agatha's coven had about her is that apparently she was reading this dark hole to just surpassing the boundary and because they realize if you do that if you go too far you unleash something and i think that was agatha's fear of wanda so maybe the, the game is going to be like a war of attrition with these wizards mm. of like no one uh, burned the the ground around them too much because we have a, a reality a nexus that we have to try to maintain because otherwise we could just destroy everything and I love I just love that we're getting we're going to flesh out more of Mordo too because like uh, you know like like for he reminds me of like Sinestro you know because I like I love oh, yeah. I don't know uh, you know, I'm combining universes here, but I mean, it's, it's the same kind of idea where it's like the ways weren't working and like, he sees the flaws and so he tries to take matters to his own hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, yada, yada. Uh, but I like this, the idea of like, he's like, like Wanda, like that is a big target, man. That is a big freaking target. So I'm just really excited to see them flesh out Mordo a bit more to take control of all of that kind of magic and in turn get corrupt even more. And what's going to happen to him? I think he's going to be like a bit more, a bit bigger too than like just like 
someone's trying to prevent, like, you know, to take the magic. He's going to, like, really turn into something else, be a manifestation of, like, some demon I don't know or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. Do, I do also like the idea of this be, being maybe a game of three-on-three basketball where mm-hmm. you have... Because <laughs> I, I, I think a little bit of, okay, who's going to be the big villain for either phase what five or in phase or phase four whatever phase we're in right now right who's gonna be the yeah. villain of this next saga also who's gonna be the villain of dr strange in multiverse of madness right and i think naturally we go to agatha or we go to mordo because they've been set up but i could see the see it being the case where we finally get mephisto and mephisto is then bringing on uh agatha and bringing on mordo as his disciples or whatever right his followers and it is this hey we got this team of three versus Doctor Strange finding Wanda and maybe also having um uh I always forget his name the the other wizard that's part of Doctor Strange's team the guy that we all love Wong 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 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wong Wong Strange and and Wanda kind of being the other the yeah. other three and they're going back and forth with that yeah I and you know what this idea of who must be the villain and I'm always on the Mephisto train I'm obsessed obviously with that whole idea <laughs> I want this guy to show up but like uh, Jack Schaefer did this interview um, talking about WandaVision that came out on Deadline uh, the day we're recording this and she talked about this idea of like we didn't want a villain we wanted grief to be the villain like Wanda's own grief and then we had this kind of bonus baddie of, uh, of Agatha Harkness but like that idea of like people can have uh, civilized disagreements and both sides have valid points of view without either one being a, a total villain. It's kind of that place where Civil War was in that final act where it was just, uh, you know, Steve versus Tony and you kind of are rooting for both and rooting for both to stop fighting. And I think yeah. the Wizards can have that kind of civilized disagreement too. Uh, I like this idea of Multiverse of Madness, the relationship between Strange and Wanda. Wanda doesn't necessarily have to be a villain. She could just be like a patient who needs healing. And then Doctor mm. Strange is the ultimate healer. He understands her dilemma and can help, you know, help her work through this, uh, you know, emotional grief that she's going through. And then other Wizards are trying to like chip away at that with their yeah. own, you know, yeah disagreements i mean that. they fought alongside each other so there's already there's some sort of there is a little bit of history with them even though they didn't really get much screen time i think they were were they both at the funeral were they both at starks i can't remember yeah they were they were there so they, they know each other you know they know of each other so it's that's i love that theory eric of of you know like dr strange wanting to heal wanda because dude wanda's been through so much i want I this girl to like be happy man like she yeah. has not had a break you know? Yeah. yeah. Wanda is newly discovering so much of this too. Like Agatha, I think, brought so much to her doorstep in terms mm. of, hey, yeah, this is this is wizardry. This is uh these are runes, right? This is X, Y, and Z. And Wanda's still learning so much. And I do like the idea that as the Scarlet Witch, she is one of the most powerful magical beings in the world, which means that it could be this fun duality of her being brute force, her being uncontrolled powerful magic and then dr strange being the thing being the person that comes through and tries to aim that and tries to teach her and tries to actually gain control of that i think that can make for a fun uh dynamic between those two characters because that makes sense i think wandavision really set up some interesting ideas about magic in the mcu especially this new idea that the scarlet witch is some sort of prophecy that magic wielders have been worried about for a long time and i know you know we love wanda as a as a hero but i'm interested to see wanda go a little darker, go back to her roots of being a villain. Uh, And now that she has all this power, they made a good point of saying that she's stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. I think she's going to be the ultimate big bad. People like Mordo and Agatha, they're villains, but they're villains with a heart of gold. You know, they want to do the right thing. (laughs) Like Agatha showed up because she's just doing her magic thing. And all of a sudden it's going crazy in New Jersey. And she's like, I got to stop this. Like she was trying kind of to do the right thing. 
maybe had the wrong means of doing it. Maybe it was a little nasty with her stuff, but you know, she's old school. She's from the 1600s. She doesn't know how to like communicate with the youth today. Uh, so I think in Multiverse of Madness, we might be seeing Mordo and Agatha and Strange teaming up, not to kill Wanda, I don't want Wanda dead, but bring her back to the good side. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, magic is like the new Infinity Stones, right? When Thor was saying, right. you messed around with the Tesseract, and now all the other realms say, you're open for business. I think it's going to be that way with magic now and all these other mm-hmm. magic wielders are going to show up funny enough i feel like magic is almost the new science now in the mcu where I, <laughs> yeah. over, over the years we've like gotten, a true we've, asgardian yeah yeah right yeah. like we've, we've gotten well, hints of, one and the same you know <laughs> we, we've gotten hints of like gods and all this stuff right in the mcu right and this is the i think this is the most we've gotten actual an actual uh dedication to straight up magic and in the way that dr strange kind of feels like the tony stark of the magic side of things mm. i can see wanda being the peter right and then like whoever else being oh, the uh, yeah. the Bruce Banner, you know, like we mm. had so many of those smart people mm. early on in phase one and, and ongoing that in, in the first saga who have been so focused on the tech and science side of things that now it feels mm-hmm. like we're starting from the ground up with this new idea and this new stuff and we're going to see people take these different roles around the, ma- the magic side of things. I think too, like on the, on that, on those lines is like getting more into like, you know, the, the different realms of like, you know, there's uh, of like dealing with like Yggdrasil and stuff like that. And like, Will we see all these magic users as well? Or will there be like a court of magic users from the different like realms? That that would be really, really cool. Would you say yeah. maybe a magic the gathering? Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, that was that was terrible. I no, I thought it was appropriate. No, no. Well done. No, you aren't allowed to retire yet. I don't accept your resignation. Uh no, I wanna ask you guys, yeah, if we are building up to like a, a community of uh, magic practitioners, am I wrong in saying that like Doctor Doom is kind of a fusion of someone who uses science? and magic like he kind of understands his science is so advanced it kind of becomes magic at least the way i remember it being depicted in the comics do we think that like if if maybe dr strange multiverse of madness is strange uh working together with these or fighting alongside those these other sorcerers alongside wanda maybe some other kind of demonic entity like nightmare or mephisto in there could doom show up in a third dr strange movie beyond that i would love it if victor mm. von doom teamed up with justin hammer uh, and started making like magical weapons. Stark goes out of business. Stark Industries is done. <laughs> like no one wants repulsor technology anymore. No one wants his nanotech. They want magical Justin Hammer missiles. Uh, and that's how we get both Hammer back and we get Victor Von Doom showing up as Doctor Doom. I would love that. Justin Hammer, man, that's a that is. I had not yeah. hear that name. Wow. I miss my boy <laughs> Sam Rockwell. I want him back in the he, he was great. He was so fun. He, yeah. Um, so I think we have a, a good sense of uh, the lay of the land for sure. You guys opened up a lot of possibilities here, and I really love all the theories that came out of this. Uh, well done. You guys are as nerdy about these <laughs> wizard arguments as I am. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Well, this is Rogue Theory still. I'm still going to award points because um, everything has to have a score. And uh, course, that's just how my brain works. So, uh, Brandon, for that sweet, sweet Magic the Gathering button there, you get one golden Ugh. sparkle. That's buck. what I get it for? I'll take it. Under duress. Yeah, yeah. Well, that will be, that's kind of like your legacy Oscar win. It's really, that's your departed best picture Oscar, right? It's beautiful. Or best You can't Oscar. stop now, Brandon. You got you to ride that wave, man. Yeah, Think of spinoffs, this. merchandise yeah. <laughs> for your consideration. Um, Matt, I'm going to give you a, uh, a golden sparkle buck for this, uh, court of magic users idea. I love this idea of like a, a, a big council of magicians in the MCU. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Wow. 
a blessing for this parallel. I hadn't thought of this before, but I love this idea of Doctor Strange being kind of the Tony Stark figure, Wanda being the Peter Parker figure, and Magic being kind of the new form of like Stark tech. I'm gonna give you two points for that. I thought that was oh, awesome. Oh yeah, beautiful. Thank well you. I appreciate done. it. I'm well honored. Done. Well done. But well done yeah. to all of you. This What a robust, uh, magical conversation we just had. <laughs> well, we're going to speculate about the future of our favorite nosy neighbor, Agatha, if, in just a moment. But first, we want to give some thank you to the folks who helped us make Rogue Theory this week, starting with our friends at Blue Chew. So thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. Blue Chew has a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in uh, a chewable form that uh, is at uh, the fraction of the cost. So Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships directly to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And if you hate swallowing pills, good news, Blue Chew is, well, it's in the name. It's chewable, you know? So there you go. You can just, like, you know, your favorite vitamins you had as a kid. Uh, now you get your favorite vitamin as a grown-up. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our audience Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code of ROGUE at checkout. You just pay the $5 of shipping. So that's BlueChew.com, promo code ROGUE, to receive your first month for free. And again, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. We also want to thank our friends at Stereo. So New Rock Stars is excited to partner with the Stereo app on weekly live shows. Download the Stereo app for free right now at Stereo.com slash New Rockstars. This week, our Stereo show schedule is a little different. So make sure that you are following the New Rock Stars account to see our show schedule and uh, get the notification when we go live but there's gonna be a lot to talk about with uh, the falcon the winter soldier series we're gonna be taking your questions we're gonna hear your theories and predictions and maybe even getting some of uh your best zemo impressions who knows it's live it's gonna be nuts off-screen producer zach will probably make a solid gold lock prediction that will definitely not come true you gotta tune in to find out uh, MT and I are going to be doing our uh, Falcon Winter Soldier after show on Inside Marvel. It's just going to be like what we did with WandaVision with the with Mandalorian. You know, we, we love doing these after shows and then breakdowns the next day. And you can listen to our after show live on stereo the next morning earlier before it comes out on YouTube. So that's great. Also, you can go back and hear all of our previous episodes of any of our shows on the stereo app. A lot of weird stuff has been discussed. So some gold in there. Access these live shows, share your questions and theories, and interact with us in real time by downloading the free stereo app at stereo.com slash newrockstars. That's stereo.com slash new rock stars all right uh folks back to uh wandavision and specifically what's next for agatha harkness because mm. wandavision ended with wanda trapping agatha in this kind of trance as nosy neighbor agnes in westview it was almost kind of a, a cruel um uh, twilight zone black mirror kind of uh, fate for this character uh, because even though the hex closes and it ends Jack Schaefer confirmed in this interview uh, that came out that, no, Agatha's probably just still in this cycle, in this routine, in Westview, making cookies, while other people in Westview, New Jersey, their life goes on. They're probably like, look at that psycho who still thinks the play's going. Uh, so... <laughs> 
what I want to know from you guys is what's going to happen to Agatha next? So like, where are we going to see her next? What is her role going to be in the MCU? Because I have to assume she's going to be coming back in some way. Who wants to go? I got, I got, I got a bomb. So you guys go, whoever wants to go first. I can go first. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely a guarantee that she'll be back. And the question is how? And the easiest solution to bring her back I can think of would be is if uh, Doctor Strange, say in the next movie, needs some more input or need some insider info maybe dr strange on his quest to figure out how to help wanda or how to stop stop the scarlet witch he realizes that he needs to go beyond uh what his connections are in the wizardry world and is like i do need to find a witch to help me out i need a witch to fill me in and that's where he discovers uh that agatha exists and that he can access agatha uh through hitting up westview and in 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 finding her that way uh and ends up unlocking her in order to have that conversation and bring her in the fold to help her stop scarlet witch maybe in the next movie i think that's the easiest way to do it um i think there are, there are probably a few other ways right mordo could also be uh, uh, be in it mordo could also be on a quest to cause havoc or cause chaos or take out all wizards or whatever his quest may be and then maybe he's the one that finds agatha and, and unlocks her by casting a spell and bring her into the fold mm. i can see either of those two being the case i like that that's good I just yeah. wonder if like Agatha gets to keep the house with Ralph Boner or like she has to go <laughs> find her own house now. Like she's just stuck in the town and she assumes she lives there. Uh, I still think there's something up with Dottie. I know we got like her name, her real name, but Dottie just seems very mysterious and secretly powerful. And I, I don't know. And where's the rabbit? What's the rabbit doing? Is the rabbit going to help get Agatha out of it? Um, but I think, you know, I said it earlier, I think we're maybe done seeing the evil side of Agatha and she's more here to help. And especially if she's stuck in this prison of her own mind, is she having the nightmares that Wanda used to have, like all the other townspeople mm. were? You know, this could drive her insane. Uh, so mm. it would be interesting to see how she comes out of this trance and what she's like afterwards. That's, uh, I kind of think that, you know, because Monica and sword have made it in they literally saw this woman like mm. doing doing witch stuff in the sky like this is not an ordinary person uh i kind of think that even though she is now thinks that she's a different person she's going to be taken in by sword uh and she's actually going to do i i think i kind of think that someone's going to start the pleasant hill program which was uh like a story mm. arc that happened like four years ago in the comics where they maybe see that maybe that agatha's actually doing Maybe she's doing okay. Maybe she's like, oh, she's like living her life as this person. So it's like, what if we take some of these villains and like we we brainwash them again uh, mm. and make them think that they're other people, which leads to that storyline. Mm. But maybe her magic is the thing that like trickle, trickles out and like, you know, gets everyone to realize that it's like not real. Kind of like what's going on here, but like more, more government, more like manipulative, uh, like, you know, Maria Hill is a big part of it. But I think that like, oh. I don't think she's just going to walk away. I don't think that like, if, if I was, if I was like Monica or Jimmy and I saw this like witch fly in the sky, I'm like, dude, like we got to do something about this person. <laughs> you stop know what I mean? this person. The, yeah. the, the thing I like most about this theory is the idea that, yeah, the sword are just like, yo, let's just brainwash the villains and somebody <laughs> driving, driving down their street sees the milkman and the milkman turns around and it's Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. I, I, was, I just love that idea. It's like, what is It's second. daddy Thanos, like, you know, like making food. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Thanos should have a restaurant in Westview. Oh, yeah. He spices his food. Thanos' yeah. spices. Did, did they get the broadcast of Agatha all along? Like, did they get to see that song and see that? Uh, there's this magical witch uh, in Westview. You know, did Darcy get to see that? 
uh, or anyone oh. was anyone watching the broadcast at that point? Oh, that that is a good point because at that point we didn't really see any new episodes after the episode seven, you know, Modern Family era of it. Yeah, right, right. Because oh, I mean, weird. you do have a good point that Sword's not going to just like walk away from this town or the yeah. FBI for that matter. They did, and this they was did the get one through. Yeah, this is the one woman that like didn't have a driver's license or anything. So I'm sure they're probably like, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh, Agnes yeah. and she's just like okie dokie and they're like this lady is crazy <laughs> this know? might also be a bit of a stretch because I like you know the Fantastic Four are coming and and like for a little bit uh, Agatha was like the nanny for uh, Franklin Richards mm. which is uh, the, you know the the Omega level mutant uh, son of um, Susan and uh, and Reed you know so so that's a bit of a stretch but maybe like Reed's like oh yeah you know uh, we can, do, we can use the babysitter, you know? And, uh, she's brainwashed. She's fine. She seems to have, have powers that we could tap into whenever we want because I'm Reed Richards and I make stuff happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's like, maybe she becomes their nanny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of talk about a, a Jimmy Woo spinoff. Like people want to see a Jimmy Woo Agents of Sword kind of show. I'm totally down for that. I'm down to see just an Agatha mini series of her, like, Something that feels like charmed a little bit of her just like <laughs> rebuilding her coven <laughs> and just like showing her uh, throughout either throughout history or now just like as a fish out of water trying to break out of this trance and, and just like rebuild uh, witches and build a team of people and then uh, deal with like the infighting uh, Desperate Housewives yeah. style in that time because that is Wisteria Lane, right? Isn't that Westview? Is that the same Wisteria Lane yeah. set? Yeah. So it why not? Like it's it. uh, it's also it, Gilmore Girls, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's right. Like, yeah, it's all yeah, the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it's crossover the... <laughs> we've been waiting for. Yeah. Well, and to your point, Brandon, like Dottie, her real name is Sarah Proctor, which was the name of a, a a girl who was accused of witchcraft in Salem in real world history. So there might be a connection there. That might be something they're being. I mean, Emma Caulfield is wasn't she part of Buffy back in the day? Yeah, she was in uh, she was in Buffy. Is she the demon. Oh, oh. girl. She's a Anya. Yes, she was like a demon who that's was dating. That's on- Oh! Yeah, that, now that you've said that, oh, I realize that's her. Okay, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I did not put two and two together. That's great. The two of them, her and uh, and uh, Catherine Hahn, could totally like head yeah. a show. They'd be great. I don't I think do- I don't think we've seen the last of Westview for sure. Westview totally, seems yeah. like there's so much yeah. going on with it. I definitely think that Catherine Hahn is just such. Uh, she's like, in my opinion, one of the best memorable villains in the mcu i i kind of think she's gonna get the loki treatment like she's gonna keep reappearing like maybe we'll see a multiverse version of her who knows but i think she's not gone we're gonna see her a lot more than we think i hope so because i think i think that's a good way to kind of build villains over time i one one of my critiques with the mcu uh over the last i guess decade has been that a lot of times the villains just don't hit and i think that's because there's always so much focus on the protagonists and building up the actual heroes themselves, which is awesome. But villains are usually one and done. And so even even the times where we get an amazing villain, like somebody like Killmonger, we're like, oh, this is awesome. But then he's gone after that movie. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, you know, yeah. what? who can we latch on to? And I think Agatha would be a great one uh, starting now uh, to have us like latch on to in the way that we latched on to Loki. I think that could be really cool. Well, uh, again, a lot of great thoughts here, guys. Like there's a lot of, 
futures for Agatha, and I do want to see some version of all of it. But yeah, uh, exactly. Seeing her as a Loki figure who's always just kind of a jerk, who's just serving themselves, but you love them still, and you can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, Absolutely. They need to keep her around because she's been so great, and this character has been such a delight. All right, points. Here we go. So, uh, Blessed, I really like this idea of Doctor Strange enlisting Agatha as kind of like um, an ally in whatever this sorcerer war is going to be. So you get a point for that for sure. Taking it. Thank you. Matt, this idea of uh, of this whole Pleasant Hill project um, and the fact that the government could use Agatha to try to lock um, villains in, or people in a kind of brainwash. I think that's a great idea. I'm giving you two points for that. Whoa, Ooh, thanks, man. Very nice. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> uh, Brandon, I love this question, at least, that you asked that honestly blew my mind because I didn't really think about it. Who the hell was watching Agatha all along? Uh, because who was the audience of that? Everyone was mm. kind of in their own world at that point. Was that just for us? And what does that say about Agatha and her powers? Uh, so I'm going to give you just, it was a simple thing, but I'm giving you two points for it. Because I think that's an amazing I'll observation. Yeah, yeah that's it. awesome. So we are all tied up heading into rogue questions now, guys. Uh, so it all comes down to this. Uh, actually, we have a couple rogue questions, so you have a chance to... Uh, uh, to get ahead either way. Uh, all right, our first quite rogue question. Because of a glitch on HBO Max the, uh, the other day, a few lucky viewers got to watch at least the first hour of Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League early. The Snyder cut briefly played when they tried to watch the new Tom and Jerry movie. <laughs> So, uh, my question for you to answer is, what is the strangest possible movie that the Snyder Cut could play during? I think if you were, like, sitting down to watch, you know, uh, Little Women or something like that, and you got... (laughs) You got like the Snyder cut. I think that would be a shocking, shocking surprise. Yeah, mm. you, you expect mm. to get in to see Tracy Letts shoot down uh, Young Joe's uh, manuscript, uh, but instead you see lots of abs. Mine also is a little sexual, I guess, with abs and stuff. I don't know. I've actually, you know, but like maybe you're watching uh, the hit classic Ghost, right? Mm. And they're doing the pottery scene, and it's like, oh, this is something's happening here, and then it, like flashes to like you know, Cyborg and, and Superman in his black suit that everyone's freaking out about and stuff like that, that would be jarring. Because I don't think someone who's watching Ghost would really want to watch that. You know what I mean? For, yeah. for me, I can imagine sitting down after a long day of work, gathering the wife and kids and being like, all right, guys, let's all relax. Let's put on let's put on this new movie that just came out, Scoob. Let's watch Scoob. <laughs> Scoob. Click play, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Superman says a bad word. <laughs> I don't know how the Snyder Cut's going to open. That's how I imagine it. Ooh. I imagine Superman says a really bad word. The Joker comes through, talks about how life's a society, all this fun stuff. Uh, and yeah, no, you just wanted to watch Scoob. <laughs> Raggy, Ratman grills people. <laughs> Do you, do you think if people sat down to watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League and Tom and Jerry started, people would give it maybe like 20 minutes and thinking like, wow, Snyder was really on one for this. <laughs> this is crazy. I understand why this got cut. This is really, this is really weird. They should have cut this out. It's a weird out. take on this. Like, how long do you go before you're like, this isn't it? See, what they need is when you're watching Shrek and then Alleluia plays when he's mm. crying because oh, Fiona yeah. and him are fighting. And mm. then that just trigger jumps to Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah playing over the opening titles of Snyder. That Cut. would work. Right? That would work. 
I, yeah. I do like the idea of like you keep you, you're watching Tom and Jerry, you just let it keep rolling because you're like, okay, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe this is just a weird intro because that's the that. exact thought I had toward the beginning of Wonder Woman 1984, where mm. I was like, oh, this is this might be the wrong thing, but I'm just gonna let it keep playing just in case. It turned out that was the movie. <laughs> the movie was just that bad. Yeah, they wanted the feeling of when you go to the movie theater and you don't look at the number of the theater you're walking into, and you're like, mm. yeah, oh, this feels weird. The audience seems like children for this R-rated movie. That's weird. Yeah, and, and yeah. you're like, you're like. Certainly, the the whip physics for Wonder Woman wouldn't be this bad. This has to be a different movie, and then Wonder Woman shows up, and you're like, "Oh, nope, this is the right thing." <laughs> I didn't like that movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, what? Hold on. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Brandon, I'm giving you the point for the Tom and Jerry idea. Watching Tom and Jerry, and that's just the Snyder Cut beginning. All right, we have one more question here. Uh, photos from the set of Thor: Love and Thunder show Natalie Portman as Jane Foster looking pretty jacked so what workout tip did chris hemsworth share with his co-star natalie portman to help her pack on that muscle i'm gonna go yeah go for with it. 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups mm-hmm. a 10 mm-hmm. kilometer run basically the workout from one punch man i don't know if you guys seem to have seen uh. one punch man but there's a workout routine they do in that anime and i think it's the exact same routine it's basically a, a very simple yeah. workout routine mm. yeah. i think maybe maybe chris hemsworth like reached into his australian roots uh, and I remember seeing a documentary called Crocodile Dundee, where a man wrestles <laughs> an alligator or a crocodile, I guess. He's uh-huh. wrestling a uh, crocodile. So maybe that's the advice he gave to Natalie Portman is you got to wrestle a crocodile uh, and you better come out on top. I think uh, he was just like, they're having a real nice cup of coffee or something talking about it. And he's just like, you just do it. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> like, you know, you're just, just thinking and then you, you just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you mean you mean you don't wake up like this? Yeah, I was like, born I woke this up way, day. baby. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I got a really high metabolism. I don't know. I'm Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Look, it happened. And he's like, same thing worked for Chris Pratt, you know, uh, in Guardians. He just he just did it. You know? Yeah. Maybe and Natalie Portman's like, like, yeah, that's that's. How have I not thought of this ahead of time? <laughs> it totally worked. With that Hemsworth DNA. It's in the family. Maybe he just uh-huh. shared. You know. A little, oh yeah, some some DNA cells with her, like a hair strand, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, my hero academia, you know. Yeah. Take this back to the lab, <laughs> have your people work on it. <laughs> like my people. Well, uh, I'm gonna give the point to uh, Matt for uh, that idea of just just do it, just keep it simple, because I feel like that is yeah. all you got. I mean, it works for Nike, right? So that's gotta yeah. be gonna be something to it uh i think yeah. that makes it a tie between matt and brandon and they cancel each other out making blessing the winner Yay! yes <laughs> my strategy <That> works <laughs> that makes mathematical <laughs> sense i like that when you get the like tie that. you that's, lose yeah, you're math. canceled out we're on sides of an equation both are canceled out so uh <laughs> congratulations to all of you guys this was such a great episode i feel like we covered a lot of ground uh, uh everyone listening to this podcast is now smarter uh going ahead and you can be the smartest one in your friends group if you just uh just steal something one of these three said and just parrot it out and now people be like wow you came up with that and be like yeah 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 and someone else in that group they're like he watches new rock stars a son of a bitch but he's non-confrontational so he won't say anything so you're good because that's what happens at at av club slash larping parties people don't really have arguments (laughs) with each other no confrontation. Uh, none. None at all. Uh, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. I want to thank our guests, uh, Matt Acevedo, Blessing Ediode, and uh, Brandon Barrick. You guys are great. Woo. Thanks so much for having us, man. It was a blast. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I want to let everyone know you can support our channel by checking out one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstars, subscribe here on YouTube. And a reminder to download that stereo app, going to our stereo.com slash NewRockStars. You can listen to our uh, new live shows that we've been launching, including uh, an Inside Marvel with uh, myself and uh, it's now going to be MT uh, talking about Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm so excited. Uh, and you can download that app for free on apple and android to create an avatar and profile thanks everybody we will see you next time bye wizards bye bye adios bye. just do it <laughs>